Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. Today's the 10th day of November, and I'm Jill. It's so great to be here with you on this journey through the Word in chronological order, where we read the Bible every day in chronological order, and we are almost there. I can hardly believe this. This year has flown by. Today we're reading Luke chapter 22, and then we will jump over to John chapter 13 and read that. This week we are reading the New English Translation. Luke chapter 22. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is called the Passover, was approaching. The chief priests and the experts in the law were trying to find some way to execute Jesus for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, the one called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve. He went away and discussed with the chief priests and officers of the temple guard how he might betray Jesus, handing him over to them. They were delighted and arranged to give him money. So Judas agreed and began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus when no crowd was present. Then the day for the Feast of Unleavened Bread came on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us to eat. They said to him, Where do you want us to prepare it? He said to them, Listen, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters, and tell the owner of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large furnished room upstairs. Make preparations there. So they went and found things just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. Now when the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table, and the apostles joined him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this, and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But look, the hand of the one who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man is to go just as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed." So they began to question one another as to which of them it could possibly be who would do this. A dispute also started among them over which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. So Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. Not so with you. Instead, the one who is greatest among you must become like the youngest and the leader like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is seated at the table, or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is seated at the table? 
but I am among you as one who serves. You are the ones who have remained with me in my trials. Thus, I grant to you a kingdom, just as my Father granted to me that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, 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 pay attention. Satan has demanded to have you all to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. When you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Jesus replied, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you have denied three times that you know me. Then Jesus said to them, When I sent you out with no money bag or traveler's bag or sandals, you didn't lack anything, did you? They replied, Nothing. He said to them, But now the one who has a money bag must take it, and likewise a traveler's bag too. And the one who has no sword must sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you that this scripture may be fulfilled in me. And he was counted with the transgressors. For what is written about me is being fulfilled. So they said, Look, Lord, here are two swords. Then he told them, It is enough. Then Jesus went out and made his way, as he customarily did, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He went away from them, about a stone's throw, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And in his anguish he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping exhausted from grief. So he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you will not fall into temptation. While he was still speaking, suddenly a crowd appeared and a man named Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He walked up to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? When those who were around him saw what was about to happen, they said, Lord, should we use our swords? Then one of them struck the high priest's slave, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus said, Enough of this! And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come out to get him, Have you come out with swords and clubs like you would against an outlaw? Day after day, when I was with you in the temple courts, you did not arrest me, but this is your hour and that of the power of darkness. Then they arrested Jesus, led him away, and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter was following at a distance. When they had made a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a slave girl, seeing him as he sat in the firelight, stared at him and said, This man was with him too. But Peter denied it. Woman, I don't know him. Then a little later, someone else saw him and said, 
You are one of them too. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after about an hour, still another insisted, Certainly this man was with him because he too was a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. At that moment, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. Then the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before a rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus under guard began to mock him and beat him. They blindfolded him and asked him repeatedly, Prophesy, who hit you? They also said many other things against him, reviling him. When day came, the council of the elders of the people gathered together, both the chief priests and the experts in the law. Then they led Jesus away to their council and said, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe, and if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. So they all said, Are you the Son of God then? He answered them, You say that I am. Then they said, Why do we need further testimony? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. John chapter 13 Just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that his time had come to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now loved them to the very end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, that he should betray Jesus. Because Jesus knew that the Father had handed all things over to him, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, he got up from the meal, removed his outer clothes, took a towel, and tied it around himself. He poured water into the wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to dry them with the towel he had wrapped around himself. Then he came to Simon Peter. Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not understand what I am doing now, but you will understand after these things. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus replied, The one who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you, disciples, are clean, but not every one of you. For Jesus knew the one who was going to betray him. For this reason, he said, Not every one of you is clean. So when Jesus had washed their feet and put his outer clothing back on, he took his place at the table again and said to them, Do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and do so correctly, for that is what I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example. You should do just as I have done for you. I tell you the solemn truth. The slave is not greater than his master, nor is the one who is sent as a messenger greater than the one who sent him. 
If you understand these things, you will be blessed if you do them. What I am saying does not refer to all of you. I know the ones I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the scripture. The one who eats my bread has turned against me. I am telling you this now before it happens, so that when it happens you may believe that I am he. I tell you the solemn truth, whoever accepts the one I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. When he had said these things, Jesus was greatly distressed in spirit and testified. I tell you the solemn truth, one of you will betray me. The disciples began to look at one another, worried and perplexed, to know which of them he was talking about. One of his disciples, the one Jesus loved, was at the table to the right of Jesus in a place of honor. So Simon Peter gestured to this disciple to ask Jesus who it was he was referring to. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved leaned back against Jesus' chest and asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus replied, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread after I have dipped it in the dish. Then he dipped the piece of bread in the dish and gave it to Judas Iscariot, Simon's son. And after Judas took the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, What you are about to do, do quickly. Now none of those present at that table understood why Jesus said this to Judas. Some thought that because Jesus had the money box, Jesus was telling him to buy whatever they needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. Judas took the piece of bread and went out immediately. Now it was night. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him right away. Children, I am still with you for a little while. You will look for me. And just as I said to the Jewish religious leaders, Where I am going, you cannot come. Now I tell you the same. I give you a new commandment, to love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Everyone will know by this that you are my disciples if you have a love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? I tell you the solemn truth. The rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. So we now have this story of Jesus from four different narratives, four different people, four different truths. I think, I think that's accurate. We have hit it all four Gospels. Yes, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it's even interesting, the things that we read that are so similar, but they might hit you in a different way in each story. Things that you didn't notice from the other translations. It was there, but you just didn't pay attention to it. And it might just 
may just hit you a different way. Oh, I, I must have missed that the first time. And there's so many layers here from the religious leaders trying to trick him and catch him in a thing that will be the thing that will justify means for execution. And I don't, I don't want to call Jesus a trickster, but he is so smooth. <laughs> he is so wise. He's like the greatest spiritual director that ever lived by returning questions with more questions to get to the heart of those that are asking, not just giving the answers. If you think about it, this is Jesus, the man who single-handedly changed the trajectory of the world forever. He could answer things and make them as black and white as he possibly could so we could go, there it is. Our theology is locked in. It is the words of Jesus, but he almost gives these hidden cryptic questions that make you go layer beyond layer beyond layer. And oftentimes, if you don't study the layers, if you don't sit with the layers, if you just read it and go, I don't know what just happened here and move on, then you'll try to quote those words back as black and white and they just don't make sense like we think they do. But here's what we do have today. We have an incredibly important phrase here today that we cannot glaze over. John chapter 13, verse 34. I give you a new commandment to love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Everyone will know by this that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. End music, drop mic. You cannot mince these words. You cannot make Jesus too loving. We cannot be too loving. Let me say this in these terms. They will not know us by our theology. They will not know us by our denomination. They will not know us by our political affiliation. They will not know us on our beliefs, on current issues. They will not know us by how culturally relevant we are. They will not know us by how loud we pray or how often we prophesy. They will know that we are His by the love that we show one another. Period. I'm going to tell you what this means exactly. This doesn't mean love the ones you agree with. Love the ones of the same faith and denomination and systemic beliefs and political affiliation. It means love your brothers and sisters in Christ despite the differences of beliefs. Love one another. It is the most simple 
concept of what truly will change the world, what makes us rise above the hatred and the noise, and yet we complicate this. We complicate this because we refuse to obey the new commandment that Jesus gave the disciples before he left them, a new commandment. And I get it, when it's new and you're just walking it out and it's not modeled, there's gonna be some opposition. There's gonna be some pushback. But we are 2,000 plus years into the life and death and ascension of Jesus. And this still rings true. This is what he said. Jesus's words. This is how they will know we are his. We've got some work to do. Father, we thank you for your son. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the newness of the old covenant that is gone. The old way of sacrifice is gone because of your son, your sacrifice to us. A new covenant was made for us to be able to come freely and accept love freely and give love freely. And it's so hard to do. We complicate it so much. We push back so much. We say words like, you don't understand. You don't know how alone I feel. You don't know what they did to me. But yet we read what was done to you and we forget that nothing Nothing that we have experienced in our life, betrayal, rejection, condemnation, bullying of epic proportions, brutality, hatred, the list goes on and on. We even claim that you would not, do not understand. And there's no one on this earth that could understand where we have been and our trials more than you. I pray that we hear this today, that it sparks something within us and that we realize that it is your kindness that leads us to repentance and it is your kindness that can lead others to repentance. And it can only be kindness if we extend the love that you have asked us to do, that we stop the judgment, stop the ridicule, stop the condemnation. We don't like it when people do it to us and we are so quick to do it to others. I pray that we hide these words in our heart, that we may not sin against you, that we will listen to the commandment of Jesus, the new commandment of Jesus. The people will want what we have, that they will know that there is life and life more abundantly, that there is light in the darkness and that there is always hope that shines brighter than any situation or circumstance or trial that we are walking through. 
Let us be the light of Jesus that radiates love. Change us from the inside out. We can only do this with your spirit, with your love, with your thoughts, with your ways that are higher than ours, deeper than ours, but they are available to us through the Spirit and through the gifts of your Holy Spirit. So I pray that these gifts would be activated within us that are already available to us as we go forth and love the unlovable, love those that everyone else would reject, to see those that nobody else sees. And I pray, God, that you begin with me here and now. And I pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This music is so beautiful, I don't want to transition. Daily Audio Bible, check it out if you have not. Take a look around, that is the website. Check out the store. If you'd like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for your partnership. We could not do this without you. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, or hit the Give icon. It's up at the top right-hand corner of your mobile device. Lastly, look for the Give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in, several different ways for you to do so. 800-583-2164 or hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner of your mobile device. Again, you've got two minutes on the prayer line. Turn the wheel to chronological after you hit send and it will get to the right place. That's going to do it for me today. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. And in the words of Jesus, I repeat them. Love one another. Hey, Dabsy family. This is Mindy from Nashville, Tennessee. I called in a little bit ago. I can't remember when sharing that my dad had been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer along with other things. He is still with us, although he has gone down a good bit in the past month. We don't expect him to be here by Christmas and we're not sure about Thanksgiving. Um, but I'm going up there today to celebrate with my mom and dad for their 56th anniversary. I know my mom is really happy uh, that he has made it to this day to celebrate one more year with him. Um, they have been a testament to their wedding vows their whole life, but especially this past few months, my mom has, has lived out those wedding vows so well before us, holding his hand through all of this. Uh, pray we have a good day today and, and continue to pray as my dad makes his way slowly to our eternal home in glory. Hello, Dad family. This is protected by his angels in Happy Valley, Oregon. I am I'm calling because I need prayer. As I need prayer so I can give prayer. I need prayer to 
keep my soul. Rooted on the the actions of God, the love of God, the commands of God, the prayers of God. My eyes are firmly on Him, even though I'm getting attacked to an incredible amount. But I stay firm, standing in the gap for my family and those loved ones of my family. Please pray for me, family, that I continue to have the strength and that I continue to keep my priority, God and not my own, enlightenment, encouragement. I, I want the focus to be on God, not me. Bless me, family. I, I keep you in my heart, in my mind has been protected by his angels in Happy Valley, Oregon. Hello, DABC family. Uh, this is Joy from Mexico. And I um, would just like to ask for prayer. I have, I feel like, a lot going on this year. Um, my boyfriend and I broke up. I um, got a new job. I broke my foot. Um... A lot of my friends are leaving college, so I'm kind of trying to like reestablish myself and find new friends and make new deep connections. So there's just a lot going on. And I think that a lot of it is sapping my energy away from the things that I would normally be very dedicated to. Like I'm having a really hard time focusing on homework. I've been kind of living in depression. And the Lord brought me out of it by reminding me that God has offered me an unburdened soul and I can live a life of ease or not a life of ease I can live with my soul at ease um yeah and that's just been that's been a very welcoming thought because I have a tendency to just cling to sin and in the past regret and um it can sometimes worry about the future, so that's been helpful. Um, and but now, now that I'm able to feel again, um, anxiety is coming back, which I don't mind as much, but it still stinks. So I'm currently sick in bed. I think maybe part of it is spiritual warfare because I'm like trying to work towards becoming a missionary in Germany, but. And my family is making a lot of progress in all of their separate missions. So our whole family is just kind of being attacked. So just asking for prayer. Thank you all. Love you. Bye.